0: Breakfast puppies?
1: This podcast contains adult language and content and is meant for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Glitter Boys. In response to some recent discussions that I've seen on Reddit, I felt that it would be a good... uh, Helpful topic for us to talk about, adding up numbers. <laughs> and I mean, in Rift and Palladium, not the song by Compressor, which for the record is awesome and you should listen to it, but adding up numbers is very fun, or so he says. I am again joined by Jacob. Howdy. Listen to the last few episodes, this is still the same session, we're just going for the gold here. <laughs>
0: oh yeah. I mean... It's unfortunate that your usual co-host couldn't make it, but hey, you know, if you need to talk philosophy of gaming, you, you come to the right place
1: if you want to talk with me. <laughs> well, yeah, after the particularly deep episode, I think we're going to talk all math. Excellent. Okay, so combat in Palladium uses the single die pass fail system mm-hmm. on the surface. That uh, in D&D, it's your attack roll. In Palladium, we call it the strike roll. Now, there's sometimes an option following said strike roll, where your opponent might then have an active defense, whereas uh, D&D, you know, again, we keep going back to the big gorilla, whereas the gorilla has the baseline of 10 and up as your defense target in Palladium...
0: Nowadays, as a as a as a refugee from Thaco, <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: woof, <yeah. laughs> woof. Uh, we were talking about AD earlier, and one of the things we should have said was that at least Platinum doesn't have fucking Thaco. <laughs> but anyway, uh, and I do not say that as a knock on Thaco. I understand Thaco; it worked for me, but it was still overly complicated, way more complicated than it needed to be. Anyway. Active defense means your defender is probably going to be able to then choose to parry or dodge and try to get away from a set attack, should attack hit. But again, like D and D, your defense target instead of a ten is a, a random number based upon the defender. And let's talk a little bit about some expectations here. Palladium assumes, based upon dice roll targets, that without an active defender, if you go toward a target with the intent to harm them, you probably will succeed. Because the numbers you gotta roll are really low. Mm-hmm. If you're at least going with the, the current edition of Rifts, the Ultimate Edition, the standards are if you're attacking someone melee, you, you want to roll a d20 and get a 5 or higher.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if you're attacking someone ranged, you want to roll a d20 and get an 8 or higher. Pretty... Pretty easy to do, even without modifiers. Pretty freaking easy. So the active defense comes in and takes that, you know, tries to 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 bat that way to that attack or dodge that bullet. But again, without an active defender, Palladium favors the attacker. Mm -hmm. So where do all these numbers come from? That has been a subject of recent discussion. Sorry. Recent discussion and history. <laughs> what do you add and win? So you've got strike, your mm-hmm. your role to hit. You've got dodge and you've got parry, the, the triumvirate of or the trifecta, the trifecta of of combat roles for the palladium role-playing system. What what you you're just abandoning roll with punch, man? Oh man. <laughs> so again, I'm largely a first edition player, so I do abandon roll with punch. Oh. But Uh, I I actually have house rules for using it in modern systems, which we will talk about later. Roll with punch, however, was added on with rifts.
0: Uh, Ninjas and super spies, actually, I I believe.
1: Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, it wasn't in first ed and I almost never use it. Simply because adding yet one more roll to the combat chain of actions just slows things down a little bit too much. Anyway. Okay. So a question specifically was, where do all my strike mods come from? And we're here to answer that. Well, uh, I'm here to answer that. And Jacob is here to smirk at me as I probably get it wrong.
0: Oh, uh, god. <laughs> chances are you, you got a better grasp of it than I do.
1: Okay. So we need to make a distinction between what action you are taking. You're taking an attack. You're attacking an enemy. All right. We need to make a further distinction between is that a melee attack, a ranged attack, or a modern ranged attack. If it's a melee attack, and actually, honestly, I think this applies to, me- I think all ancient weapons use the same rule here. So, I, I apologize. I keep distinguishing between melee and ranged again because I'm a Palladium Fantasy player, but... And rifts with ancient weapons, and that includes swords, knives, bows, crossbows, javelins, any of that stuff that doesn't require gunpowder or laser energy or whatnot. Vibro swords? Uh, <laughs> well, yes, yes, even vibro swords. Caveat on that for later, but uh, even vibro swords. So the the total of your bonuses to your strike roll will largely come from the following sources. First, foremost, your weapon proficiency skill. It will start at like plus one at level one or two, and then go up every few levels. From that same skill, you will also get bonuses to parry, and also get bonuses to thrown attacks. Strike when thrown. Now, strike and strike when thrown, your weapon proficiency are separate they do not add together anyway that's the first source depends on what you're doing are you swinging that sword or are you throwing that sword and there's your bonus. for either from strike or strike when thrown the next source is your physical prowess score if your physical prowess is a 16 or higher you'll get a bonus to parry dodge and strike and then After that, you have your hand-to-hand skill. So, again, yet another skill that you got to keep track of. But your hand-to-hand skill is like your main combat feat. (laughs) And every level, it's going to go up, and you're going to get more and more stuff that you can do. You're going to get cool attacks. You're going to get extra kicks. You're going to get stun attacks. You might get a damage from behind bonus. You might get a death blow, depending upon what you got. And you're definitely going to get more actions per melee. One of those things you're going to get is a strike bonus, and that factors in here. And then you will occasionally find skills or class bonuses that add on this as well. Those are all situational. They are not part of the core three. Remember, weapon proficiency, physical prowess, and hand-to-hand. You add those bonuses together for strike, and you apply... That to your attacks, be it uh, melee or thrown based upon uh, the core basis there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That work? That's pretty straightforward.
1: So with a modern weapon, modern weapons are a little different. Modern weapon is based on the weapon proficiency bonus, which is very different depending upon which edition you're doing. Mm-hmm. Rift's Butts Edition has set modifiers. So it's like, uh, let see if I'm off the top of my head, I think like modern range pistols or something was like a plus three to strike, but a plus four with a revolver or something like that. Sounds right. I, I don't remember off the top of my head, but I do remember that was with an aimed shot, uh, only with an aimed shot. Mm-hmm. And then with the wild, you get like no bonus or anyway. Butts Edition is a little different. And Ultimate edition, they bring it closer in line with the Ancient proficiency, so you get a bonus that goes up over time. It's the same. You don't get a throne bonus, so you're not going to get a strike bonus if you throw your gun at someone. Sorry. And that's it. You do not get the physical prowess bonus, and you do not get the hand-to-hand bonus.
0: But isn't there things like
1: burst fire modifiers and stuff that starts playing... That brings us to external modifiers. Once we've got the core three out of the way, weapon proficiency, hand-to-hand, and physical prowess for ancient, or just weapon proficiency for modern. After that, you have modifiers based upon the gear that you're using. Some gear will have different modifiers for different modes of attack. In Rift's Ultimate Edition, something that you can do with ranged attack be it modern or or ancient. So you can apply this with a bow as well. Is aimed shot bonus. If you spend an extra action, you get a plus two to your strike. You can only do it once. You can't just aim, then aim, then aim, then aim for an increasingly high bonus. It's just a single plus two. Then some weapons will have additional bonuses if you use the aim action that we're talking about. So, like, uh, Wilkes guns almost always have a plus one. Mm -hmm. Some guns get even more. If I remember correctly, the JA-11 Juicer's Rifle has either a plus two or a plus three to strike when aimed.
0: Yep. There's a couple other ones kicking around that have the same thing,
1: you know. And then after that, of course... If you are piloting a robot, (laughs) then again, equipment bonuses. We're we're getting beyond the core foundation, though. Mm -hmm. We're just looking at the foundation and that skill, weapon proficiency, hand to hand, and then also your physical prowess for ancient or just weapon proficiency for modern. Both can have additional modifiers based upon gear and, and whatnot. And there's targeting and sniping, I think, are other physical skills that you can get. And there's a smattering of other skills in some of the various books that give you more options to do. But again, we're going with those three. Optimizing what to do? ooh, Ooh, I mean just go through the gear list and find the weapon with the biggest bonus and <laughs> go through the skill list and find those hidden little gems that mm-hmm. give you a plus one here or a plus two there. And then you can, you know, min-max.
0: Yeah, I was going to say that sounds a lot like min-maxing. Yeah, I mean, as, a, as someone who ran a bunch of ninjas and super spies where which style of martial arts you were using, which could potentially be up to three different ones. Uh, you you had to track what style you were using in a given round and that changed what your strike, parry, dodge, roll of punch all was could get a little gr- a little gritty. And uh, you ended up having to have a complete separate sheet just to yeah. track
1: that. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, Yeah. <laughs> I've seen those in action. Mm-hmm. OK, so that takes us through strike. Now we're going to parry parry is your first line defensive option if you have a hand-to-hand skill at all then you have the automatic parry i've never seen a hand-to-hand skill that didn't have it they may be out there but i can't think of one and if we're just going with the ultimate edition rifts there's all of the hand-to-hand skills there have automatic parry that means if you can see the attack coming you can try and defend it if it's parryable like a melee attack you can't parry lasers unfortunately can you parry arrows you uh mm. normally no some oh man okay now we're talking about like different palladium games because i know like the ancient master i think got to parry arrows right or some of the martial arts i think by default you can't parry ranged attacks robots might I, be able to parry missiles.
0: <laughs> I, I just remember that one because that was a huge argument when the butts edition came out on why couldn't a juicer
1: parry an arrow and you know, things like that. So by default, it's not an option. Okay. So you're trying to parry a melee attack that's coming at you. Okay. You're going to roll your parry again. It's a D 20, just like strike, just like dodge. It's always a D 20. Your base bonus is here coming from the weapon that you're holding Hopefully, you're holding a weapon. Modern weapons don't get parry bonuses. Sorry. However, ancient weapons, almost all of them have an escalating parry bonus over time. You again hand-to-hand skill. Hand-to-hand skill is going to give you some parry and dodge bonuses as well over time. And also, that good number three, your physical prowess. If it's 16 or higher, you're going to get some parry and dodge skills over time. There are... Several physical skills, I believe, which give you parry and dodge bonuses as well. I know like boxing, the one that everybody takes, parry mm-hmm. and dodge bonus. Yep. You're gonna have a lot of parry and dodge bonus from yep. from those sources alone. Now add in also your weapon might have some built-in bonus and uh maybe your armor has a built-in bonus or your your robot suit or whatever. Parry bonuses are a lot easier to come by than strike bonuses. Mm-hmm. That's the basic source of, how that, of, of getting those bonuses. Dodge is another option. If you can't parry, or you choose not to parry, you may be able to dodge. The way I run it, you can always dodge. You can dodge anything. Some things are harder to dodge than others. By default, in the Ultimate Edition, ranged weapons tend to be harder to dodge. It's a plus, it's a minus five to dodge them if you are at distance, and it's a minus 10 to dodge them if you are in short range. Anyway, dodging is the last resort. It's the one that, even with a combat skill, takes one of your actions. Uh, So, you know. With a couple exceptions. yeah. Well, 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 we're not there yet, Jacob. (laughs) (laughs) It takes one of your actions to dodge. Your dodge bonus comes from your hand-to-hand skill Physical prowess bonus if it's 16 or higher and several other physical skills will do it. Weapon proficiencies do not add a dodge bonus. Okay. That basically covers dodge. Now, some of you are lucky. The lucky chosen few who get the auto dodge. The auto dodge is a special dodge where you don't have to spend an action to dodge an attack that you can see coming. In that case, your auto-dodge bonus is, first, whatever source of power giving you that auto-dodge will give you a bonus to auto-dodge, such as if you are a juicer and you have auto-dodge on your sheet or on your your class description, it'll say auto-dodge plus one with an additional plus one at levels blah, 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 blah. And you also add your physical prowess bonus to dodge to that and nothing else. You may be sitting on like a plus 17 to dodge from all these sources, but your auto dodge is probably going to be a lot lower. That dodge that you get from your hand to hand skill doesn't count. The dodge bonus that you get from physical skills doesn't count. The dodge bonuses from anything else do not count. Only the base ability and your physical prowess bonus.
0: What if I'm in uh, a robot or power armor? Uh,
1: Well, auto dodge there would... uh, That ultimately will depend upon what your skill is. I would say that auto dodge, you could really only do it in power armor if you also have elite. That would be my call uh, off the top of my head. However, there's probably a ruling for that somewhere. And even still, you're only using your base bonus simply because your auto-dodge, unless it literally comes from the robot itself, or you have an ability that says auto-dodge with robots, it's, it's you. You're okay. doing the dodge, not the robot. So it's you and your abilities to control the robot. You're still working within its limitations. Therefore, it's still just auto-dodge bonus, physical prowess. Now, if that robot gives you an enhanced physical prowess Mm -hmm. then yes excellent i would count that in
0: makes sense makes sense
1: okay i've just been throwing numbers down what do you think jacob
0: you know um the uh, coming from my experience with palladium games it's it is a lot of numbers but really at the end of the day many of them are Static, and the question is which situ- which numbers are called for by the situation. Are you trying to shoot something? Are you trying to dodge something? Are you trying to hit something? And Riffs Ultimate Edition and the later generation of Palladium products has simplified it a lot more, and honestly, is much more clear um, than it used to be see prior comment regarding ninjas and super spies but the key is i highly highly recommend if you're new to palladium games just grabbing a piece of scratch paper and writing up what your attributes bonuses your weapon proficiency bonuses item derived bonuses are for those various things so you have a quick reference and so you can just quick look and know where things are coming from with which weapon. And that way it's right there. You can, you, you do done not having to do the math each and every single time. And when the GM says, Oh, X doesn't apply because you're surprised or whatever, you, you know what not to throw in there. Um, yeah. It's, I both love and not love, the way math is done in combat and rifts um, for a lot of different reasons it can bog down until you're really familiar with where your numbers are coming from and when they're applied uh, it can really bog things down it does add more roles to resolve a single hit um but the upside is that it allows for a better feel for your character, especially when you get your head around where the numbers are coming from. You know, the the juicer with, with his jacked PP and insane built-in character class bonuses to that sort of thing, once you get in your head where these numbers are coming from and how they plug into a combat scenario, gives
1: you a better feel feel for what the character is agreed you got me thinking actually about part of that conversation that i was having uh, on the subject on reddit and about the juicer uh, just a tangent here juicers the juicer program is not something that you think a, a wise sensible person would sign up for right mm-hmm. uh, if somebody was already in good physical condition already pretty quick and strong or whatever they probably wouldn't become a juicer right i mean they've already got good prospects Mm -hmm. there's probably other other options in life that they could follow that might not make them as good as a juicer but still they don't have that five-year limitation maybe they got a death wish whatever but Mm -hmm. i'm just assuming you're in good physical shape Mm -hmm. probably not going to become a juicer
0: i mean yeah that would if your base character is in great physical shape and you then decide to become a juicer you should probably think about your backstory a little bit yeah but at uh, the flip side is we could have a huge long conversation about the psychology of uh high tier performing individuals and why they choose to use performance enhancing drugs and that Mm -hmm. sort of thing uh that because there's always that striving to be better Yeah, And so that can do some work on you psychologically that builds pathways where the risk is worth the reward, given what your personal value set is. But that's kind of beyond the scope of this conversation. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There are some bonuses that you mentioned or that we didn't really go into and you talked about roll with punch. Mm-hmm. Roll with punch is another defense option. It's the after damage roll mm-hmm. that if it's an impact or a fall, you could probably roll and maybe mitigate some of that damage. Not going over how it works, but the sources for bonuses, which is what we're focused on calculating these modifiers. Roll with punch, you get bonuses from goddamn everything. Mm-hmm. You're going to get bonuses from skills. There's no weapon proficiency that gives it, but almost all of the physical skills give a bonus to it. Your hand-to-hand skill will give a bonus to it. There are no stat bonuses to it, oddly enough. The, uh, your classes are going to give you a bonus to it. There's all different abilities. Roll with punch historically, the characters that I play, tends to just be astronomically high in comparison to all your other combat mods. Mm -hmm.
0: But what does it do? Because this is one where I've seen a lot of arguments on what the mechanical result of a successful roll with punch is.
1: And my understanding of it is that you roll it, it's treated as another defense option, and uh, the way I do it, this might not be canon, but I always make it cost an action to do because... If it's not costing an action, then it's just yet one more aggravating roll to slow things down. So Mm -hmm. I always make it cost an action. That's just the way I do it. Don't hate me, folks. The the result is if you equal or beat the attack roll, then you take half of that damage.
0: And the only reason I bring that up is, um, especially given that this is a riffs centric conversation... Mm -hmm. In earlier books outside of riffs, that changed a little bit. Um, there's at least one instance I can think of, and I still to this day don't know whether it's a typo or not, a typo or not. But um, in one particular case, you could roll with punch slash fall for quarter damage. And it, w- it was this weird outlier that was mm-hmm. just there. And I, it very well could have been a typo.
1: But I know. I could totally also see there being a typo where you roll with punch for twelve damage. They forgot a slash in there, you know. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Um. I think that's it. I think that's all. Th- those are the main ones, right? Yeah. Yeah. And oh yeah, and it didn't. There's other miscellaneous sources like, it's. Too exhaustive of a list to go through all of the various things that can give you bonuses here. Miscellaneous sources will include gear or specific OCC bonuses or specific racial bonuses.
0: Or my symbiotes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Cybernetics, bionics, symbiotes, magic, abilities, boostings, drugs. Mm-hmm. All different things can give you bonuses. i just focusing on the main set here. If you are receiving bonuses from another source, I trust you to know what they are and how to apply them. And if you don't, drop by Discord and ask us a question for clarification. We can hopefully help you out. Mm-hmm. Final thoughts, Jacob?
0: You know, uh, honestly, that was uh, one of the better summations I've ever seen. Of well, it. Thank you. Yeah. It's, I, I tend to think that where people get confused is all the different angles, the bonuses for, all, for the each one come from, and that gets people confused. And there are some basic assumptions about combat that Palladium products make that can be very hard for some folks to wrap their brains around. Um, you know, like as a very small example, the one that I've run into at tables more than once. And and speaking as a firearms instructor, um, the whole way. The assumptions around ranged combat work uh, really are hard for some people to wrap their heads around because hitting things is so much easier in a Palladium game than anywhere near real life that it kind of cut short circuits for some people. And so having that tight summation that you just did really, really helps get people with where the system's coming from and how to run within the lines of the system yeah and we've had an
1: episode on this before bookmark page 361 in the rifts ultimate edition page 361 has all of the ranged combat modifiers it is the page that my book automatically falls open to these days because i go to it so often mm-hmm. it has the options that you can do for making a ranged attack it has your aim options it has your called shot bonuses or it's called shot option it's got your defensive breakdowns for defending against ranged attacks that applies to dodging and uh it's something that you need to read it's something that you should probably memorize if you may have a custom gm screen that you've made and you got the pdf for it just do a copy paste into your screen save it that way i've got in my own personal gm screen those tables i look at more than any other
0: And if you're on the player side of it, I, again, I highly recommend getting a second piece of paper that shows like what your base attribute bonuses are, what your skill attribute bonuses are, etc. Then a section like if you're regularly in a set of power armor or robot, have a block that's specifically for that. If you have common weapons you use, have the block specifically for that. Mm -hmm. There, at a glance, you know what you need to roll for any sort of thing and if circumstantially the GM is asking you to back out certain things because they don't circumstantially apply. You can look at the top of the sheet, know what you need to back out from real fast. It's yep. Yep. It's a little bit of record keeping, not going to lie, but it helps you learn the system and help the game master and the other players tell a better story.
1: And I also, I strongly recommend using Microsoft Excel. <laughs> you have become converted to the way of the Excel. <laughs> oh, I've been an Excel user for many years. I've <laughs> made my own custom calculation sheets, often known for decades. And I'm doing it again now for Platinum Fantasy. And it's so much easier. We can make a character in about 10 minutes mm-hmm. because the sheet takes care of everything else. And most of the time of that 10 minutes is figuring out your character's uh, concept. Yeah, super easy.
0: It must be easy because it it takes me about you know five minutes to come up with a name. So
1: (laughs) 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 we could we could do multiple episodes on naming alone. So yes, folks, please drop by our Discord. If we got anything wrong, correct us. Uh, Yeah, got any questions? questions, Definitely throw them
0: to us. Um, You know, especially if you find something weird in the rule book and drop the citation we'll take a look at it you know there's there is there's weird stuff buried in weird places sometimes
1: that that should be on a t-shirt <laughs> <It's> a lady <laughs> of books weird stuff in weird places
0: <laughs> and we say that with love
1: 100 <laughs> percent. thanks folks starships magic mystic martial arts romance all of these can be found in A Cloak of Blades by Isaac Scher. You might have heard my name before. I've done a lot of voiceover work for Breakfast Puppies. And I've recently released my first novel. It's available on Amazon as an ebook and paperback. And you can get it for free if you have a Kindle Unlimited subscription. I do hope you'll support my work as you're supporting Breakfast Puppies. And it's been a pleasure talking with you today. Have a good one. You've been listening to the Glitter Boys, a Palladium Books fan podcast. Glitter Boys, Rifts, the Megaverse, and all other such topics are the property of Kevin Sambita and Palladium Books. Please buy all their stuff and help keep them in print and making more games. You can order directly at palladiumbooks.com, and their entire catalog is available digitally at DriveThruRPG as well. Our opening music is 8-Bit Bass and Lead by Furbyguy from freesound.org. This closing music is Caravana by Philip Gross, available at freemusicarchive.org